When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Racer, you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Uh, the great Billy Joel, of course, you can see him over the holidays at Madison Square Garden, also at the Forum in L.A. He is the artist in residence at both locations, and that uh, is a lifetime contract, by the way. I think Elton has got to have something similar to that because they kind of play back-to-back. Same places? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's a great gift to us because both of them have, I think, really represented well in the ability to write the American Songbook. So, and play piano. My God, can they play? Do you realize Billy Joel never graduated high school? Did you realize that I almost flunked out of high school? And if my dad hadn't taken away my dirt bikes, I absolutely would have dropped out. More importantly, Billy Joel has a motorcycle coffee shop that we all need to visit at some point uh, out on Long Island. Yeah, he does. A, like oh, a cafe absolutely. Racer. Tell it me about is, that. It is absolutely a landmark of the area. I, not being a New York uh, aficionado, uh, can am unable to tell you which of the many towns up and down Long it's Island near it is on. Yeah. Uh, the Port Washington, I know, is right about the middle. I'm guessing it's somewhere near there. It's actually up a little further north. Here's the deal. Okay. Um, my buddy lived next door to him, um, who was the 72 Olympic coach, Bill Farrell. He was also the Marlboro Man, the original Marlboro Man, believe that or not. And he wrestled Johnny Carson on the original Tonight Show that was shot in New York. And when he died, the good folks at NBC gave me the entire segment with the opening of the Tonight Show on it, said, run it as much as you want. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty cool. But I asked Bill, I said, you live next door to Rupert Murdoch, who owns Fox, and on the other side is Billy Joel. I said, do you see him out there a lot when you're mowing? And so he said, Scott, I don't mow. <laughs> uh, but he does go kayaking. Fair he, point. He's, just, he's never seen either of them in the neighborhood. Where do they live? Uh, on Long Island. Oh, wow. Yeah. And oh. these are big estates, okay? And uh, Bill did quite well for himself. I remember the day he wrote a $10 million check to Phil Knight of Nike for breaking their contract. Wow. Court ruled in, in Phil's favor, and, and Bill had to write a $10 million Can you imagine stroking a check for $10 bucks? No, sir. I cannot. The I'm day I have the ability, I will quit worrying about having to do so. Okay. Let's go with that. Let's go to Tony Wank for the introduction of our next guest. Tony? Yeah, he had a real good race at the last round in Crawfordsville, and he finished third in the GNCC Series. How many Cs was that? GNCC Series, I think. Three of them. Seven Cs. The Grand National Cross Country Championship Coors Light. What are you trying to say? I don't know what it is. Stu Baylor, what's going on, man? Oh, not a whole lot. Just out in uh, Kansas City. Oh, what are you doing down there? We're shopping. pretty close to you. Probably shopping, right? Yeah, not far, not far. I was actually up, well, closer to you guys up in uh, Muscatine here a couple weeks ago doing some deer hunting. Uh, as soon as, as soon as, like, I wish they would finish racing season a little sooner so that I could, <laughs> you know, go deer hunting a little more. Are but, you using? Uh, <laughs> are you, are you drawn with a bow? Or are you using black powder? What are you, what are you uh, hunting with? No, I'm using a bow. 
Okay. Have you used the, uh, oh, I got a bad shoulder so you can crossbow him? Well, I bought a crossbow Why not? four years ago when I when I destroyed my shoulder at ISD and I couldn't physically pull my bow back. Uh-huh. But since then, done a lot of rehab. My shoulder's still trashed, but I can pull my bow back. What kind of crossbow so, do you have? Uh, I, I, I think it's a 10-point. I think it's called 10 points or something. I don't even know. I'm not a big crossbow guy. I got a Matthews bow, and that's about all I use. Did you, uh, were you able to snag a buck? <laughs> I got one earlier this year, and I'm after after number two. Okay, and, and any points Probably on the Boone and Crockett? Or what? I don't have good luck. Did you, I got a, I got a hundred, a hundred, a hundred. 60-inch, uh, 11-point wow. this year. Nice job out of you. Yeah. I'm having a little deja vu, but I kind of remember talking to you a year, two, three years ago, and you were deer hunting in our neck of the woods, and you were in Muscatine, maybe. Yeah. I just went through yeah. Muscatine yesterday, no, Sunday, and raced at Keysburg, Illinois, which is a sand track where they- Oh, man. I raced there last year. Yeah. I remember that day, and I will never forget it because- as you know, I'm a southern boy, yeah. and we like our warm weather. And gravy. The time I like cold is for deer season. Like It's great during deer season, but aside from that, I like I like 70s and 80s. Yeah. And last year, it was 18 degrees when we started that race at Woof. Keysburg. The high for the day was 24. Nice. And I remember putting on all of my hunting thermals underneath my gear, and <laughs> yeah. I wore hunting gloves. I, basically, it was actually a fly racing glove. It was, uh, it was, it was an insulated glove, and you couldn't even feel the grip. And I still couldn't feel my hands; they were so cold. And I told myself I will never race in that. Did did Adam Benoor smoke you that day on his junk Suzuki or something? No, no, no. I, I that day it was actually I was. I was racing with Cody Barnes, who okay. is you know the kind of the local hot shot for the uh, for the for this area of the country. And well, he thinks he um, is anyway. <laughs> yeah, he actually rode really well. You know, I, I, it's it's weird. You go you go to a GNCC, and these guys, you you, I, I it sounds bad to say it, but you destroy guys like that. Yeah, you know, you're you're yeah. about ten or twelve minutes. You go to their backyard race, and it's not that they know the track any better. There, there's really no advantage. It's all mindset. And I go to his local race and I beat him by a minute. And yeah, he rode really well. He actually rode with me most of the race. I want to. I want to go back to the hunting just for a quick moment. Are you hunting turkey as well? If I see a turkey, it's going down. That's what I'm talking that's, about. That's I'm happening. Yeah, because they'll, they'll shake you. Uh, they will. Yeah. They've got those. What do they yeah, call them? Uh, the uh, what about? What about racing around Keysburg Sand Whoops with a crossbow? Uh-huh. And, Would it be uh, attached to the bars? Some sort of way, I'm sure. Okay. Stu Baylor, being the redneck that he is, probably already has his setup at some point in his career. What's your pattern, Stu? What are you, what are you wearing as far as uh, camos? <laughs> Everything. No, Mossy I've Oak? Got, I've got Sitka. I, I, like, I like the Sitka stuff. Okay. It's, uh, it's outrageously overpriced. Yeah. I love it. It's comfortable. And I found that it, we, there's this awesome store that is up here that we don't have. You guys have one. Shields. Sure. It's unreal. I love it. 
and they had it on closeout last time I was here, so I bought as much as I could. Yeah, you know, I, I got to <laughs> tell you, you mentioned fly racing. You were actually wearing fly racing gloves that kept your hands warm. I use the fly shop gloves to train dogs because when they bite your hands. <laughs> Not a chance in how it's going through. That's true. True story. Uh, Stuart Baylor, our guest. Stuart, what's uh, what's 2019 look for you? Look like for you? Well, I'm sticking with the same team with Teeley Racing. You know, um, same with the KTM support. Uh, some some changes here and there as far as sponsors for next year, but as a whole, everything's going to stick the same. One one big change that's going to happen is I will no longer be at the Sprint Enduros. I will probably race a few of them, but um, with with KTM, there was there was too many guys stepping on too many toes with too many series, and right. I was one of the guys that enjoyed to race all three. And this year, you know, I, I wasn't I wasn't forced or told. I was more or less asked to uh, see if I could focus on two other series and. Luckily, it worked out because I really, I was burnt out, you know, mm-hmm. this year. Um, you can watch my results. Every year, I come in strong, and then after the summer break, I'm really strong, and I have some dead spots in the middle. And I think a lot of it has to do with I race every single weekend. I'm home two days out of the week, if that, and it just burns me out. And, and my fiance and I were talking about it next year. You know, I was wanting to slow down anyway, and when KTM said, hey, you know, would you mind dropping back to two series i was like oh, well that made my decision easier <laughs> do they offer uh, just out of curiosity Stuart? do they uh, do they offer anything in the way of compensation to you the racer if they're asking you to take what may or may not be a, a small or a large uh, cut in your potential uh, professional earnings no basically they just kind of say you know we're not going to be able to support you the same way that we were this year so um they they had chose a couple other riders that they wanted to kind of highlight uh the sprint enduros for them and they wanted me you know with the number one plate in the national enduros and some strong rides in the gncc's they said you know this is this is where we want you to shine so um we want another rider to shine here and um you know, it, it just it, it so happened that I was kind of ready to drop a series anyway, and they they made that decision a little easier for me. Um, you know, it, it, I'm definitely not going to say anything bad about it uh, by any means. Uh, you know, I I really did want to I, I wanted to slow down anyways. It was too much. <laughs> well, you ended the, your 2018 season on a super high note. I don't know if we said this, but congratulations on winning right. Crawfordsville. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that was. That was uh, that was cool. Um, you know, I with a head with a with a head full of steam. I guess I really wanted to win that race, but I wanted to do it with Caleb and Thad there, and that kind of you know that that kind of sucked that those guys weren't there. I was on a 450. I was on a new bike, and um, you know I really wanted to compete with those guys. But you know, no matter what, I still beat some of the fastest guys in the world, and. Uh, you know, to to do that on a on an all new bike, I I'm I'm pumped on it. You know, that's the bike that I'll be racing next year. It's the 2019 450, and I was one of the first. I was fortunate enough to be one of the first guys to go out and line up on a on a 2019, and the bike's unbelievable. So, um, you know, it was it was really good to get that win and kind of know where I stand going into the next season. And this is a two part question from uh, me, Scott Casper, Mr. President. So, um, how 
proud are you of your brother Grant, number one, and part two of that uh, and the follow-up, um, who gets more attention at the holidays? Um, Grant's quiet. Yeah. So I probably get more attention more because I'm loud and obnoxious. Um, <laughs> whether it's good or bad attention, I don't know. Okay. Um, as far as Grant goes, he is the – I mean, he's the fastest guy. He, in my personal opinion, he's the fastest guy in the world. That he could do a lot more to improve his program. And you know, granted, he's doing it with a shoulder that pops out every day. I mean, at ISDE this past week, he just looked. He was smoking me. He was destroying me. And um, you know, he should have been around that fourth overall position where I ended up. And he popped his shoulder out four times and never gave up. Wow. And you know, I think a lot of that, uh, I want to say that it comes from me. You know, he's seen me ride with injury and diversity over the years, and he basically popped his shoulder out, and he, he never gave up. He put it back in the section, and, and one day I think he popped it out test one and still ended up seventh overall out of the fastest riders in the world with a shoulder that came out in the first test. So, um, you know, I and obviously, as a brother, uh, you know, I've, I've got my negatives. I, I'd love to see him train as much as I do and, and work a little harder, but Grant's still young. Man, I'm telling you, I've, I have a shoulder that pops out. Hasn't in years, but I don't ride like I used to because that was one of the reasons why I slowed down. And, and when I was racing motocross, it would pop out d during a race without crashing. I don't know how your brother does it. That's the most excruciating <laughs> Like uh, he well, must have, yeah. And every time something it happens, wrong with him because I would cry. <laughs> every time it happens, it, it it only gets worse. By the way, the more damage is done. Yes. So he's got to get that looked at. Is he going to get it sculpted, fixed, or what? It sounds like so he he he's done both of his shoulders. He got surgery last season. They could only do one at one at a time. Right. Basically, kind of what's going on with Caleb Russell right now. Um, they could only do one at a time. So he got he got his left shoulder operated on last season uh during the off season and this year he didn't have it pop out his his right shoulder was good he hadn't had it pop out in a while and he thought he would be good and then isd came about and i think it threw him a curveball i think he's pretty worried as to what's going to take place during the off season but it's looking like a sh shoulder surgery uh, you know as far as i see it, it it's indefinite i mean it, it has to happen um He's young. He's got so much out of him. I think he needs to. If it were in the later part of his career, I could, I could, I, I could honestly say, you know, it, it, even in my part of my career, I probably wouldn't. But you know, he's he's just turned twenty one years old, so um, he's still got a lot ahead of him, and I wouldn't see why he wouldn't get it fixed. So I think he's probably going to go in for the operation as soon as he gets back from. His last hunting trip of the year, they stayed down in Argentina. He and my dad did to go do some dove hunting, and I think whenever he gets back from that, he'll probably be going to see the see the surgeon. You say duck hunting in Argentina? Dove hunting. Dove, yeah, they got doves down there, and it's yep. legal to hunt them. Um, and I think they're are they viewed as a nuisance bird down there? They are. They're, yeah. So the population they keep migrating south, and the population keeps increasing, and they're shooting over a thousand birds a day wow. and it's, I mean, they cloud the sky, but the, the, that area of the world, they are, 
totally invasive, and they are like carp. wanting every one of them. Gone. You can shoot doves here, can't you? I have they passed the law that <laughs> says you can, or you just do. I don't. I thought you could. Our population of doves is actually quite small compared to Argentina. Well, I don't know much about Argentina. Well, look up Evita. How about Chile? You know anything about Chile, Stu? I know a little bit about Chile. I, I, With or without the beans? My life's great, but the racing, I don't really want to go back for. <laughs> All right. Uh, earlier, I promised, um, and, and Stuart, we're going to have you uh, hang on and make some comments here, but uh, my buddy started a company called Cookies, Barbecue, Sauce, and Seasonings out of Wall Lake, Iowa, and every year they publish their Thanksgiving menu. And we're going to go through this a little bit, and we want your opinion on this. The appetizers and salads this year include stuffed mushrooms, uh, carrots and celery uh, raw, uh, and with a, uh, a bean monte dip, homemade pickles, black and green olives, and Nancy's deviled eggs. Sounds good to start off with, right? All right. That, uh, that sounds great to me, but I'm a, I'm a mac and cheese guy. So well, we'll get there. You're probably going to have to tell him to add that. Sam's mixed green salad with goat cheese, cherries, pecans, and lime vinaigrette. Uh, Nikki's tr- strawberry jello pretzel salad. That sounds delicious. And Judy, the late Judy, uh, Judy's macaroni salad. You'd like, you'd dig on that, right? Uh, are you asking me this because I'm a fat guy? No, no. Tony's the fat I'm guy. I'm, yeah, I'm, Stu, you're only fat compared to the, <laughs> compared to PJ, not compared to me or Scott. Oh, so. <laughs> I love I love to eat. I love to eat. So keep keep it coming. I'm all right. I'm getting hungry. Main, main course, main course. Roasted turkey. It's been butterflied and roasted the day prior. A smoked brisket. Holiday mashed potatoes with butter, cream cheese, sour cream, and milk. With now tur- we're talking turkey gravy. Iowa sweet corn, picked and frozen just in August, and homemade rolls with butter. Mm. Have we made you hungry? Well, make sure you're planning your holiday meals and use uh, Cookies Barbecue Sauce and Seasonings where you see fit. And uh, we appreciate Speed sharing that with us. We love the guy and we love the company and the products. Uh, Stu, have we made you hungry? I'm hungry. I'm okay. ready. Right. I, I mean, like I said, I, I, I feel like you guys probably waited until this part of the episode knowing <laughs> that I love to eat. Okay. Because, I mean, honestly, what what other professional athlete can keep this large of a thing <laughs> you know what i went i went to uh sakari who's a, it's a local sushi place and they have pho which is vietnamese noodle soup in case anybody doesn't know I thought it was pho spelled p-h-o and uh saying the owner comes out and he's a big time hunter and he's big got time. a thousand you know he he hunts like you i mean he's he kills a lot of deer though and and uh, he brought out some some uh jerky that his 74 year old mother made Dude, it was it was really really good. Oh, it's yeah. some of the best jerky I've ever had. I, I dig on and deer jerky. I dig on it. It was a little gamey, but it was good. And they probably used a teriyaki sauce. Yeah, I don't like teriyaki. Yeah. It wasn't teriyaki. It was something else. But it was just kind of fun, you know. He he brought it out for me, and and uh, it was good. And I now I'm in the I'm in the hunting season. I I went down and rode Baja stew, and so I kind of missed like while the deer were in the rut here. I kind of missed that, and I. I've never I've never bow hunted and I've been wanting to for a few years, but I need to come up with something like a an excuse to have a a, a, a crossbow because I don't I don't think I'd be good enough to shoot a an actual bow and arrow crossbow. You can just kind of point and aim. Yeah, point but it's, and shoot. It's just yeah. it's not that easy though. I mean, crossbow does take a lot of work. 
a bow puts a hole, puts an arrow in a deer. A crossbow, the right one, puts an arrow through a deer. Isn't it, when you use a crossbow, it's not really called an arrow. It's called a bolt, right? That is correct, sir. That's yeah. The, yeah, I think that's the way that they yeah. call it as a bolt. That is correct. The new bows, they'll put an arrow straight through the deer, but it is a lot tougher to get into bow hunting because when you're there, I mean, crossbow or a bow, you're within 30, 40 yards of these deer, and right. they know you're there. I mean, nine times out of ten, like, you got to be so much, you got to be so far ahead of them. So the crossbow, you can point and aim. With the bow, you still got to figure out how to draw back without getting busted. Exactly. And I understand that next season, next season, according to the Iowa State uh, law, uh, the deer are now able to wear camouflage as well. So <laughs> it's going to be an interesting season, i got to tell you. Stuart, always good to talk to you, brother. We're sending it to the pits, okay? Sounds good. Nice talking to you guys. Stuart Baylor has been our guest. Always welcome. Our best to Grant as well. Hey, more pit pass on the other side of the break. This portion of the show brought to you by the Light Hydrogen Raceware, produced by our good friends, where? At Fly Racing. Five years ago, Fly Racing built light hydrogen race gear that is lightweight and it's it's tough and durable where can you find it look for them online at flyracing.com for more details back after this stay tuned running should be simple just put on your shoes and go and yet when you try to learn about how to get better at it especially as you age you're confronted with conflicting advice complicated workouts and confusing nutrition trends that just won't work for you on The Planted Runner, I'll share exactly how to run faster, longer, and feel great doing it at any age because you don't have time to waste. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and I went from not running at all in my late 30s to finishing a marathon in 2.58 at age 42, all on a plant-based diet. I've helped hundreds of runners achieve new personal records well into their 60s and even 70s with science-back training, plant-based nutrition, and proven mental strength techniques. Each episode of The Planted Runner is like a private coaching session on the run where you'll learn from me and the guests I interview. You'll get actionable lessons to help you become a better runner every week and reach goals that you never thought possible. Whether you're training for your first 5K or your 50th marathon, take along The Planted Runner on your next run. Let me show you how your best running is still ahead of you. 